I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Courtney learns how to drive. Cindy wants in homecoming. Barbara goes on a business trip. Why is Cindy Berman such a bitch? Taking care of business, all this, and the evil, diabolical, notorious Neil Jackson, who plays not-so-bad icicle once you get to know Neil. All this and more on today's AfterBuzz After Show, DC Stargirl, Season 1, Episode 7, Shift Part 1. The AfterBuzz After Show starts right now. What's up, everybody on the crew and my man, Neil Jackson? Hey, Teran, how are you, buddy? I'm excellent, Neil. It's great to have you. We're going to get into a lot of icicle talk. And, of course, we have an illustrious panel of experts with us today. Alice Ford is in the building. Hi, Alice. It's nice to have you. Hey, guys. So glad to be back. (laughs) Alice is a stunt woman. She's also a a newbie to the DC universe, and this is her her introduction. So she's a a fan already. And Icicle is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Listen, everyone has a crush (laughs) on you. I have a crush on you. Jeff has a crush on you. Jeff's mom has a crush on you. I'm glad that was already established. I didn't have to say that because I was going to. I was next, but yeah. Yeah, well, welcome. I was getting that from you, Jeff. It is. It's a thing we get. Jeff Williams is on the best. If you don't know Jeff, then you don't know DC because Jeff is almost on every single panel with me as we discuss all things comic books. Jeff is a wonderful person and also a nerd who has a mom who's in love with Neil Jackson. Jeff, welcome to the panel. (laughs) Yes, my mom is watching now. She's loving this, and she she's going to be texting me questions for you, so we'll have questions later. What's crazy oh, is awesome. that Jeff's dad is going to be texting him questions, too, which we're not going to do. <laughs> questions for his mom. Exactly. exactly. And, of course, the wonderful, the beautiful, the amazing soul known as Shay Jones is in the building. Hi, Shay. Thank hey you so guys. much. Hey, guys. I do a DC show. I did a DC show for all those who watch Black Lightning. I did the first season, so I'm not, you know, a newbie around here. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And, Neil, thank you so much for joining, because this chat right now is going crazy. Yeah, the oh, chat's yeah. going crazy, and that's all part of Shay. Thank you so much. She's not a newbie, but Shay, let's be fair, I watch Black Lightning. Anyway, let's get back to our show. Let's talk DC Star okay. Girl Season 1, Episode 7, Shiv Part 1. We will be breaking down this episode as thus. Henry's powers emerging. Of course, we get Henry Brainwave's kid coming into his own. Courtney's new BFF, Cindy. The Courtney-Cindy paradigm. We'll talk about that. Cindy's tantrums and her daddy issues. Oh, no, daddy never paid attention to me because I killed mommy. Practice makes perfect. We go for some training, but training doesn't go as planned. Our homecoming game, we get to watch this game, and a lot of things are happening, including a sibling rivalry between Mike and Courtney, because that's my dad, not your dad. Principal Bowman, is she the fiddler on the roof? We don't know. Breaking an entry, girl fight, always the best part. This isn't even World Star. The janitor comes to the rescue, cleans up everything. We have a special segment in News and Gossip, which we're going to get directly from the source because everybody, Neil Jackson is here. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And we, of course, get some predictions as we try to extort some from Neil Jackson. Uh, I do want to start off by everyone, if we want to just ask Neil one question just to start it off before we get into that overall thoughts. Let's start with Shay. Shay, what's your one question for Neil before we get to so many more? How have you aged so well? <laughs> Thank you. You say, how have I aged so well? Yeah. Yes. 
It's called that, flattering lighting above my computer. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most backward compliment of all time. Let's get into Alice. Alice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, how have you? Hey, hey, Neil, you look great hey. for an old guy. Yeah. Alice, what's your one question for me? My one question is, what of all the episodes that you filmed was your favorite one? Episode three was my favorite one because that was the icicle episode. So it was the first chance I got to really kind of explore who this guy was. And um, and he had a full gamut of emotions. I mean, it opened with uh, dealing with the death of his wife and all the emotion of that all the way through to rage and coldly killing, pun intended, uh, the wizard at the end. So it was it was a really fun one to do. Seemed like a fun one for us to watch, at least. Jeff, what is your one question for Neil Jackson? Yeah, and wh- one thing I want to know is, Yes, Stargirl is a new show, but he's joining a bigger universe. What has it been like joining the DC universe? And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Specifically, more or less the Arrowverse, because you're part of this this CW TV. Um, it's airing on CW. So, like, what has it jo- been like to join that universe? To be honest, Jeff, I don't really know. I mean, COVID set everything on lockdown, so I mean, it's, it's nice having interaction with the fans on on social media, but because the comic cons aren't open and we're not getting that mass exposure where the worlds are all really colliding. Um, I don't really know yet. I mean, I guess we'll see when season two happens. Yeah. Uh Oh, sounds like we're getting a season two. And here's my (laughs) question for Neil. Neil, how much like icicle are you really? Uh, Icicle is blonder than me. Mm. Um, And he, they, they, they uh, they highlighted my hair, which was a hilarious process. I, I, we were in Atlanta, and I, they, they decided that they wanted to lean into the icicle thing. So that I've got very blonde hair anyway. But they highlighted my hair, and they they sent me to this um, this salon in Atlanta, and I'm sat next to this 70 year old woman who was getting her roots done, and uh, she didn't know I was doing it for a series, and she was chatting away, chatting away. This lovely woman from down south, and then as I finished it, they took everything off and blow dried, and she went. I can see you really needed that, didn't you? Like it suddenly added. So I was like, oh, bless you. Yes, I did. Bless your heart, young lady. Uh, she probably didn't age as well as you. Let's talk about overall, um, the overall thoughts we had from the panel of DC Stargirl Season 1, Episode 7, Shiv Part 1, meaning that we will be getting more parts to this. And everyone in the chat, just know we will be taking your questions for Neil and all of us as well. So Make sure to engage in the chat. We have a lot of people in the chat. Shay, any chat comments you'd like to point out? We have Billie Jean, uh, 24. She says she remembers you from Sleepy Hollow. We have Sam, who says, I know I watched Neil Jackson from Make It or Break It TV show, which was on ABC Family Network, now Freeform. Uh, And everybody, uh, oh, Billie Jean wants to know, Neil, do you like being a villain? No, No, you're not my lover, and the kid is not my son. Okay. Do you like time. do you like being a villain or would you want to play a hero? He is the hero. I don't know what you're talking about. Icicle's the hero of this. Thank he, you. He he has this overarching plan to make the world a better place. People just don't understand. Yeah. She's obviously watching the wrong show or watching it wrong. 
That's well, that also brings up Ivan's question because he says, because you play a villain, but how do you still make us like you? That's Jeff. It's, it's all Jeff Johns. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Johns put this amazing backstory into the character. I mean, what, like setting a character up with the opening episode being the death of his wife because she ended up getting cancer at the hands of some evil conglomerate. You can kind of go anywhere with that one because everyone's on board with him. He's already been humanized. It's humanizing, especially watching your interaction with Cameron, which we will get into as we talk about the episode. Let's talk overall thoughts. Let's start with Alice. Alice, what were your overall thoughts on this week's episode, episode seven, Shiv part one? I really like this episode. I really also, one of the things I liked the best was how they took Cindy and Courtney and kind of like showed them separately, but also at the same time, how they were both being super selfish and not like being team players. Um, so I really liked kind of that like emotional character arch of seeing how they were so similar and then we see them try to be friends maybe not <laughs> um, but yeah I really enjoyed the episode I love that Cameron asked her out to homecoming too so I'm excited to see where that goes so. it's exciting Overall, to really loved see it. I'm glad you liked it so much Jeff I thought it was really cool. And just to add on to that, I want to see, since this is part one, I want to see part two and see where they kind of go from here because they both approached it the same way. They weren't listening to their father. They kind of just did what they wanted to do and it didn't end well for either one of them. So mm. it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see part two. And that's what I'm interested. That's what I'm excited for. This was just a starter episode. The fight was great, but I'm, I feel like it was a lot of a tease. Well, obviously Jeff doesn't have as much experience with teenage girls as as people uh, who are parents do and shay overall i thought this episode was so amazing especially like alice said seeing the juxtaposition of how cindy and courtney are very selfish but in different ways and they're they don't see the bigger picture of things it could also be because they're teenagers and i love the fact that cameron asked courtney on that whole just moment was just like so sweet and just such a teenage moment of with all the chaotic happening you have a boy that asked you out why not that, it's always so sweet, especially when Al, when Alice and Shay say the exact same thing with different words. It's always great to hear those opinions. I like that. I like that we have a similar opinion because I did really like this episode. But mostly, my favorite part were two things. Icicle, uh, showing a humanization of Icicle, showing a possible relationship with Barbara, or at least an attempt at doing so. And we get to see the janitor in action. The janitor coming into action gives a different dynamic because we've seen this trope before. So we've seen the trope of the, the janitor who seems to be possibly on the spectrum, who technically has a backstory and explains why. And that's something that we're all looking forward to seeing is seeing how that plays as we see also Henry's powers emerging. Let's talk about Henry and these powers. Brainwave was oftentimes disappointed in his powerless son, and now his son is coming into his powers. And the first thing he decides to do with it is tell his girlfriend to shut up and then cheat on a test. What are your thoughts on, on Henry's powers? Let's go with Jeff. Jeff, I want to hear about this. Would you tell your girlfriend to shut up as the first sign of these powers emerge? Look, if, if my girlfriend was Cindy, I'd probably have to tell her to shut up. She was, she was doing a lot. She was screaming at him, not only in her mind, but physically screaming at him and just telling her to look. Don't worry about your dad. Don't worry about this. It's like it was it was funny to watch. But even yeah, even the dog I, got upset at you for, for saying <laughs> exactly. That. Even the dog got <laughs> upset at you, Jeff. <laughs> he was the dog was not having it. But either way, I I was I was excited to watch it. Um, I'm I'm still just interested to see where where she's gonna go with this, and then to see where um 
to see him get his powers. And it's, it's, it's just funny to me because I'm, I'm interested to see where he's going to go. Is he going to go good or bad? Because right now he's still just mad. He hasn't like done anything evil yet. Like some of the kids have been good and some of the kids have been bad from the Injustice Society's kids. That, that's what I'm speaking of. So it'd be interesting to see which side he really uh, teeters on. Cheating on tests is evil, Jeff. Just kidding. It's not evil if you don't get caught. Shay, what are your thoughts? Um, okay, so yes, I totally agree about him telling Cindy shut up. I'm sorry. My dad's in the hospital. I don't care about homecoming. Like, girl, I'm gonna need you to go somewhere about your life because this is not what you want, apparently. And then on the cheating on the test aspect, at least he knows he has a power. I might I can't say I would have done the same thing if I found out I could read minds and I didn't know the answers to the test. Why not? Maybe he didn't study. Alice, how did you feel about these powers emerging? Yeah, I mean, it was the right time, I guess. Um, I probably would have also cheated on my test if I. I mean, I. I think I would have known the answers. Maybe this is what's wrong with the world. This is what's wrong with the world. (laughs) And I probably would have also told Cindy to shut up because she's just a a bit much. Well, a. I would never tell a girl to shut up. I just would never do that out loud. And secondly, I think that, I think uh, as far as cheating on the test, I think there are better applications of using these emerging powers. I understand what he's going through. His father's in the hospital and he's had that chip on his shoulder. However, come on, you're dating Cindy. You're already dating out of your league. Be a little more nice to the person who's at least pretending to empathize for you. Neil Jackson, you're on set with Jake Austin Walker. What are your thoughts on how he's playing Henry? He, he plays it so well. I mean, first of all, you guys heard him sing. Have you heard Jake sing? Have you been on his social media? No. Yes. This guy has an incredible voice. Like he, he'll, he'll put little noodlings that he's done up, but he also, he, he also puts his own music up. And it's one of those things that I don't plug my friend's music, but every time he plays a song, it's one of those things that I put on and my girlfriend's like, who is, is that Jake again? He's, he's ridiculously talented. He's very cute. And he, he's, it's a really difficult character to play because it starts off where he's the mean boy, right? He's, he's the bully in the school and he's the, he's the first person that um, um, Courtney kind of tries to take down. But then as Jeff Jones has done brilliantly with all these characters, giving a backstory so that you understand him of the fact that his dad is a sense, even though he's there, he's an absentee father because he's not being parented and his dad's off doing his own brainwave stuff. So he's kind of left to his own devices in the same way. There's a lot of parallels with uh, Meg's character with Shiv. And as he starts to come into his powers and his dad being gone, you start to get this fragility and this vulnerability into him. And he plays it beautifully. One of my favorite things was from an earlier episode was sitting there with his dad and he suddenly, the can moves. Do you remember that moment? Yes. And the can suddenly moves next to the bed and he wakes up and he's not sure if he dreamt it or it happened. And it was the first time we saw a glimpse of his powers. And he plays that vulnerability so beautifully. Was, am I losing my mind or is something happening? Because he doesn't know his dad has these powers. Yeah, the that's same way. the thing. We're, he's right. not aware who his father is the way we are yeah. or Cindy is. So if you start hearing voices and seeing this, you're going to think you're losing your mind. You're going to think you're going to think there's something wrong with you and you're going to go inside of yourself as opposed to suddenly celebrating this new thing. And I think he kind of toes that line beautifully. He does. I think he does an excellent job. It's great to watch him come into his own. His voice is beautiful, as is his acting. Uh, We get to see that as well. We also get to see Courtney's new BFF, Cindy. Cindy comes to play. And... um, I don't know. Is anyone here 
a Cindy fan, Shay? Oh no, I already of told her. Neil is. Of I course. told her friend I wanted to slap her. You like not the to... actress, but the, like Cindy. Cindy needs a slap. I don't know if nobody ever slapped her in her life. Maybe she just never like had a black parent. But I'm gonna need you to come uh, stay in my house for a while so my mom can teach you some things. Um, she killed her. <laughs> she's killed two of her moms. <laughs> great, great invite over there, Jeff. What do you think so about sorry. Cindy? I wouldn't say I'm I'm a fan, but I'm not against her. She's just complicated. I mean, you've seen from from the jump that she's been struggling with not having a mom because she got powers and she accidentally killed the first one. I don't know about the second one, but she accidentally killed the first one. You see that she doesn't really have a dad that's around. She has a fake mom. So, like, she's able to control her mom. So all these things kind of make her who she is. So for me to say I'm against her, no. I just, I see her for how she got there. And it's unfortunate, and I hope that there's a growing moment. But um, right now she's evil, but it's, it's warranted in the fact that we know where she came from. Well, my thing is they should be more grateful of these fathers. They are giving them beautiful houses, superpowers. What did my father give me? Male pattern baldness? Let's get these fathers on board. They're amazing. Alice, what do you think of Cindy? I mean, I feel bad for Cindy on, you know, some level. And I also think it's just like she wants attention so much. She's not getting it from anyone she lives with, which is why she's like, Courtney, do you want to hang out? And then she was like, wait, did I just say that? <laughs> you know, so I think she, she, you can tell she honestly wants like love and friendship from someone, but the only way she's been able to find attention or like any sort of, you know, outlet for her anger is like maybe putting on her dad's suit. So. Well, that's true. Watching the humanization of villains is something that Stargirl does so well. Mm-hmm. We spoke about how, how, um, how the characters are played. What do you think, Neil, of Meg DeLacy's performance as Cindy? And how believable is she on and off screen? Is she the she, same person? She cracks, <laughs> she cracks me up. It's like, what an amazing role to play because she just gets to be an unadulterated bitch, right? I mean, in, in any of the situations where you kind of want to push someone, shove someone, say the wrong thing, she gets absolute permission to do that. I love, I love that montage where at the beginning when you see the team out of their suits becoming the nerds and walking down the uh, the hallway and suddenly they're empowered and they're smiling, they feel great. And of course she bam, comes straight through and nearly knocks them over. Um, she plays it beautifully, but then in, in there, the same with, I was, I was saying with Jake, there's that fragility of, I get Jay saying that you want to give her a slap. I kind of want to just give her a hug. Um, Can I do both? That's Neil, Neil with the heart, Shay, you're evil. That's I am. That's I 50 am. Shades of Grey. That's 50 <laughs> Shades of Shay. 50 Shades of Shay. We don't play Wait, look, I understand. I, I get everybody's point, and I'm not trying to say there's nothing human about Cindy. Mm. However, just because you've been dealt a bad hand does not give you the right to be an evil person. Doesn't it? Okay. It's, okay. Technical standards, yes. But should person. you? But should you be that person? No. No. But then when your dad is part dragon lizard, lizard. And, and lives with minions down in a cave and you've got fake mums that uh, are, uh, are being walked over by their dad, um, she needs yeah. guidelines. That's what she needs. She needs Sounds like guidelines. everyone I know in, the or- in Orange County, just to be honest. <laughs> there you go. The concept of Courtney and Cindy and their pairing. So Courtney, of course, the ever savior and empathetic helper of everyone sees and hears this backstory 
and, and feels the fragility that that Neil was able to describe in regards to Cindy and wants to now enter her life and become her friend. They partner up during chemistry class. In that scene, we see Courtney basically push a friendship and then Cindy, who's reluctant, possibly come through to the end. Jeff, do you think this is a friendship um, made in heaven or in hell? I think it's a little bit of both, but I, I love it because I, w- I want to see how long it's going to take so Cindy knows that that is Stargirl and what is that going to do for their relationship? It's almost giving me a um, Supergirl and Lena Luthor type of vibe where they're friends, but they don't know the full truth. So I was going to see how far that's going to go. And I think there's going to be a hangout. I think she's going to kind of, when I say she, I mean, Cindy is going to kind of bring a wall down and let um, Courtney come in and be friends with her because at the end of the day, she is a teenager still. She still wants friends. She showed that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens when she does find out. Mm. Shay. But she has but she has found out, right? I mean, because when they well, fight at the end, she doesn't have a mask. Well, so, so at least Courtney. Or, oh, but Courtney the, but when Courtney and Shiv were fighting, Shiv doesn't have a mask on. No, no. She's saying Courtney, Courtney knows that Cindy is Shiv. But Shiv, Shiv right. doesn't know that Courtney yeah. is Stargirl. And even though Pat did call uh, Courtney's name at the end, uh, it's up to part yeah, yeah. two. Do we think yeah, they know, know or not? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. she doesn't know, Neil? Does she know? Come on, tell us something. Give us some juice. <laughs> I think that she uh, I, I, I think with the sort of Superman effect, that it, it's not a difficult leap to see a, a, a petite blonde girl with curly hair. Uh-uh. Um, and, <laughs> and she has a tiny mask on. Um, it wouldn't be a big leap to figure it out. Yeah, honestly, Alice, you're right. If you curl your hair, no offense, you all look the same to us too. Alice, what do you think about this match made in heaven? I actually really love this scene in science class. Um, Like Courtney has just this ability to just like kind of fall in love with everyone, um, even if they're like really mean. And I think that that's a really nice quality that I like in her. Um, And so I really like this scene. And you know, where she was like, oh my God, why are you so good at science? Oh my God, your dad, yeah. I mean, there was just like so many nice moments in there that I really enjoyed it. Do I think that Cindy's gonna know it's Courtney? I mean, yeah, um, it would be hard to not know, but we'll see. It, especially with Pat coming, coming in going, Cindy, Courtney, 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 Courtney. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> let's start using aliases, buddy. Don't we know? He should it? know that. The no. staff. I know, really right. I'm sorry. Didn't we read the manual? Yeah, the staff came for you. Let's just start you. Star Girl. Shay, what did you think? Um, for their friendship, it seems very it seems like a fantasy of a life if Cindy and Courtney could be friends. Will it work out in reality? Nope. Because I feel like Courtney will not take any of Cindy's stuff. Mm. She will, in a sense, verbally fight back. And Obviously, Cindy is more used to minions, so how she deals with that, it's going to be, you know, up to her own choice. Yeah. Also, I'm still upset right now, Pat. I'm sorry. That's the one thing you don't do. If a staff came around you to lead you to a body lying on the gym floor, why not just yell, Stargirl? Cece, I don't know. Make up a fake name. I don't care who you call. Just hey. don't call my real one. To say to say though that Courtney is only friends with with followers is not true because our man is not. A no, follower. I said Cindy. 
Oh, okay. Oh. I thought you said Courtney. Okay. Apologies. Oh no, I meant no. So Cindy only has like minions, okay. followers, okay. that type of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah and Courtney you know, won't do that. Jeff, if you were nicer to women and stopped telling them to shut up, maybe you would listen and have heard what Shay was actually trying to say. Thank you so much, Shay. I appreciate you and your opinion, and I hear you, sister. I hear you, Neil. Given that there are two generations of characters on this show, uh, does everyone is everyone friends off camera as well, or do we find that we have cliques within the groups, and are the cliques based on the characters and how they interact on the show as well? I mean, everyone pretty much hung out when we could. I, I actually lived with um, Chris Baker, who plays Brainwave. Oh so, wow! Uh, we, we got we got an apartment together. Um, I was I was off shooting a, a thing in. Uh, London at the beginning of Stargirls, kind of hopping back and forth, and he set the apartment up, and I came back and he'd done all the, uh, he'd, he'd made all the IKEA furniture, and he said, "Go and check out your bathroom." So I went in, and he'd got me a tableau of Frozen as my uh, shower curtain. How cute is and that? And I went into his one, and he had just, he had a big brain as his uh, shower curtain. That's yeah, so sweet. That's so and weird, and very weird, and especially weird on a date. You made that it work. Be, that's a question. That's a if I if I was on a date with Neil Jackson and I walked in the bathroom, I'd have to be like, "Hey, Neil, so frozen?" Like it'd be a conversation. Right, let it go. That's how it hmm. works. That is how it works. Letting it go is what we did best. Except Cindy had a hard time letting things go as she threw tantrums, and we saw and found out about her daddy issues let's talk cindy as a character and cindy's tantrums the concept of murdering her mothers and having daddy issues alice what were your thoughts on this yeah i mean it must have been hard to have superpowers as like a baby i mean i don't know how old she was when her dad gave her superpowers but i'm sure it was a confusing time i don't know i've <laughs> always get... been amazing and i've never had a hard time dealing with it so I, I can see some some people sure yeah but i mean cindy's definitely like super mean to her minions um i wish they looked a little bit more like the minions and were like me, 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 me. but um <laughs> exactly all right thank you guys thank you so much let's go to jeff let's just leave <laughs> let's go all the way to jeff i'm so i can't Jeff, if you want to throw up, throw out one of those shut ups right now with maybe I may look away. I might look I'm, away. Jeff. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna pass on that and a minion noise. <laughs> but either way, oh, I was like, you made me forget the question. But either way, no. I I, I love shit. I love Shiv, and I love Cindy's like her story, and like like Neil was saying, she's so layered, and we're getting to see that. And one thing that we kind of skipped over, her dad even called her experiment, like. Just think of the mental things you like struggles you have to go through as a child to know you're an experiment your whole life. You accidentally killed your mom, maybe too, your whole life. Like those are struggles that that no one like usually has to deal with. So to see where she came out with now, it makes sense that she's angered, that she doesn't know who to talk to, how to talk to people. It just makes sense. And it's 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 really deep to see out of a, out of a CW kind of DC show, but it's really great to see as well. It was great to see. Shay, without minion noises, do you have an opinion on this topic? Okay, I get, I'm, I love the fact that Cindy is layered and that she has this very complicated background that we're just learning about. What I would hope, obviously she wants to be a part of the ISA. What I kind of would have liked to see for this character is maybe she would even 
now that she knows the JSA is actually a thing, maybe she would go to that side and try to be her, to be her own father as a royal fu. Like you, you call me an experiment, so now I'm going to show you what the experiment can do, and I'm going to fight against you. You see goodness in Cindy, even though she clearly wants to be evil. She wants to join uh, the injustice society, but possibly just to please her father. She has been an experiment all her life, which I can understand because my father's Persian. That's how they talk to us. The concept is we watch we watch these two characters and the dichotomy of who they are and how they come to be. Courtney, by the way, nice to everyone except for Pat, something we talk about each and every week. Neil, I have a real question for you. In a fight off screen, who wins? Breck, who plays Courtney, or Meg, who plays Cindy? Oh, uh, good question. I... <laughs> I'd, I'd have to tip it towards Meg. I think Meg would go dirty. Meg's got it. She's got. She's got the. Yeah, not dirty. Yeah, I, I, think, I think she'd be pulling hair and, and scratching and doing whatever's necessary. Let's go, Meg, and ask everyone in the chat and in the comments below. Let us know who you think got it in the fight mm. off screen. Are we going Brett Messenger or are we going Meg DeLacy? The 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 actors who actually play Star Girl and Shiv. Who gets it in a real off-screen fight? I want to know your opinions in the comments below. Give us that hashtag and let us know. Thank you for your comments. The five stars on iTunes, making us the best Stargirl after show on a planet. That's not my opinion. That's all of yours. And we appreciate you for having us be the ESPN of TV talk. Let's talk some practice making perfect. We already know that Shiv's not a team player. She throws tantrums. But now we see Courtney, who's supposed to be the leader, and she's not leading anyone except to disappointment. What are our thoughts about this practice? Does practice make perfect Shay Jones? I like the idea of what Pat was trying to do and the fact that Courtney, because Courtney has been in this for weeks, a little bit longer than everybody else. She's like, we're ready, but you're only more focusing on the Courtney or Stargirl part that's ready. You have three new people who was in a fight and almost completely lost if Stripe didn't show up. So let him go through the spiel of who these people are and what their powers are, because that means you also have to find their weaknesses if you have to face them again. It's a process. And you're not just going to be ready just because you can flip your staff and knock out cardboards. It is a process. I agree. Alice, do you agree with Shay? Yeah, but I also think that, like, you know, Courtney is a former gymnast. I was a former gymnast. <laughs> a trait that runs in common with that is that, like, you are your own like team you're not used to working on a team if you think you're awesome or you're a good performer like you're like I'm ready what are you guys waiting for so I think she very much has that attitude because of her like athletic ability and I think it comes across well in the character she definitely needs to have some self-realization and be like oh wait I'm not the only person in the room so hopefully we'll see that maybe develop a little bit now that she got kind of her butt kicked uh, in this episode. Stop trying to get a job from Neil Jackson. We get it. You're a <laughs> stunt person. Oh my gosh, you did gymnastics. Neil Jackson is not is not Mark Joder, the casting director. So please stop. Stop selling yourself. By the way, we would all love to be in Stargirl. Thank you so much for making that call. <laughs> Jeff, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, Neil, go ahead and call for us. No, um, I... <laughs> No, I, I I agree with with Alice and, and Shay. Um, 
Yeah, it, it was it was fun. It was fun for us to watch and for her. And I mean, just for this whole episode and then for the end to be like it was, it's going to be interesting to see where she goes, where where we're going to see Shiv. And and um, yeah, I mean, we get a part two. And I love that it is part two because this this storyline is something I hope we never get in one episode because we've talked about in the past getting something about a main character in a one episode thing and it being kind of too quick or just being at the end of the episode. It's not enough and we do need a part two. Let's get that story arc completed. I would say that this is a this is a nod to the millennial psychological way of thinking. I've been doing this for two weeks. I'm an expert. I know everything instead of practice making perfect, which is a conflict that we see uh, in our generation is that we think we will, we've done something. We should just be made CEO. And also I just cannot ever be mean to Pat. Pat's the nicest guy. Just give him a chance. Let him do his thing. He's a professional. Courtney, just trust the process. Let's all get into that. Get I think it was oh not not to cut you off too much. No, I just please, thought it was really really telling though when her teammates confronted her. Not just, I like that a lot. N- totally. Not yeah. just yes. like not just Pat, but like her teammates. So that's that's really when you're gonna know when people are on your level and you kind of have to be. She's kind of a leader for them. So when you're pe- when you're leading someone, you're like oh maybe the people below me needs to see me doing what they're doing. So that's that's gonna be the change. I feel like. Be the leader, be the change. Neil, how much practice do you do off screen for these roles? You've watched everyone from Stargirl to Wildcat to all the Injustice Society members as well. How much practice did you have to put in for fighting, for how to use your powers, how to fit into these costumes? Let us know those tidbits. Kind of not so much for, for me for Icicle, because Icicle is, first of all, he doesn't fight. He, he's very minimalistic with what he does. I mean, one of the things we talked about, me and Jeff, at the beginning was, um, I w- we talked about leaning in to, to the iciness of him. And obviously he's, he's physically cold, but making him cold in his demeanor and cold with everything. But, but that means that he's minimalistic with his movements. Everything's calculated. He doesn't, he doesn't do things irrationally. So he, you, you won't see him kind of going to town and having a fist fight. So there wasn't much work for me to do. And when fights happen later on in the season, a lot of it was with the amazing stunt team. Um, because a lot of it is big wire gags and and, and, the, and these big explosive moments that you want the professionals to go in and, and do and look incredible. The ones who really worked, um, obviously um, Courtney had to work every day and make that staff feel like a living character in the way that she has to move with it. And I loved watching Neil Hopkins and, and Joy um, working mm. with their stuff. Like Neil was always had the bat in his hand and was always flipping the bat and trying to find new and, and, and creative ways of moving so it becomes part of who he is. He actually, he showed me an outtake of, uh, there was a bat flip that he does, they, they had in the episode uh, before that. And they must have done 18, 20 takes of him doing this bat flip until he finally got it right. And just the amount of timing and precision to get these moves and to make them look like they were organic. So I know those guys work their butts off. Yeah. Me, I just sat drinking gin. <laughs> well, then why do you have all these muscles? Share, bro. Can we get some too? Sheesh. Oh, uh, I, had time to, I had time to go down the gym. I didn't have to yeah, be at work. You were working out. And of course, Neil, we're referring to Neil Hopkins, who plays Sportsmaster, who we got to see in the last episode. And you spoke, Neil, about you being icy uh, on screen, as in your persona and in your demeanor, as well as your fighting style, but we saw a tender moment in this episode where where Icicle and his son, Cameron, have that moment in regards to Cameron 
wanting to ask out Courtney. That moment was very tender. Alice, how did it make you feel? I mean, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. But I'm asking if you cry. Like, I don't cry. Toxic masculinity. But did you cry? I didn't cry. (laughs) I didn't cry. I mean, I really loved the scene. And I really loved how much it humanized, you know, your character. And I mean, I really like your character and it's hard for me to believe that you're a bad guy. So this just like added to that. I'm not a bad guy. My character is amazing, but I'm assuming you're talking to Neil. Yes, I am. (laughs) For those of us who are listening to us on iTunes, uh, Alice is referring to Neil, who is just the most likable person ever. Uh, Everyone we've met from from Stargirl has been extremely likable and Neil uh, is no exception, of course, except he plays a murderous villain out to destroy and, and control the world. Shay, no, he's like a nice murderous villain. Improved. Just, so. improved, that's right. You should run for office. Shay, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I did. I really enjoyed that moment. And obviously that moment when Icicle picks up the frame of him and his wife and it's just kind of a down shot. It was just, it, it felt so much more impactful that way than if you were just like looking at him as he was telling the story. Like that was just so awesome. And then obviously Cameron is saying, daddy, you know, mom would like you to be happy with someone else. And in my mind, I had a light bulb and please, hopefully I'm wrong. Neil, please, or Icicle, do not go for Barbara. 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 Do not go for Barbara. Barbara. That's all we, that's all we, can you, if you can, <laughs> Mr. Your girl, right? Because he murdered girl. the last one, so I mean, and that was not a joke, even though obviously his son took it as one. But um, Neil, as Icicle, what do you say? I think that the, the moment Christine, his wife, died, he kind of cut, shut all that part of his world off. He didn't think about love. He didn't think about romance. He was very single focused on obeying her last wishes and trying to make the world a better place for their son to inherit and however he interprets that and also making all the people pay who um, caused indirectly and directly her death. And then along comes Barbara. I I mean, Amy Smart, she's just this ray of sunshine and and it kind of catches him for a moment and he hasn't had that tingle uh, in a very, very long time. Um, But within there, he also, he's very much about community and family and building family and community. So I think the last thing he would want to do is break up a family unit, but the heart wants what the heart wants, right? Of course, if anyone can make you tingle, it's gonna be Amy Smart. She is a (laughs) world-class tingler. She's an amazing, wonderful uh, actor and plays the character of Barbara Whitmore to a T. Jeff, what are your thoughts on, uh, what are your, yeah, what are your thoughts? I was gonna say on watching Icicle and Cameron's interaction. Yeah, so Cameron's interaction, I I loved it because it gave it gave a human side to Icicle and Neil. I mean, you kind of you kind of touched on it with some of the other characters, but like your character as a villain, it gave us a rooting interest. It gave us a human side to him. It showed us why he is the way he is, why he's doing what he's doing. So in his eyes, he's not the villain. He's doing what he's doing for his wife, for his son, and I want to see more of that from the from the ISA. And, and that's what I love about your character, your son's character, and that and that scene in in uh, specific. And I wasn't crying; I was just cutting onions too. It must have just <laughs> been in the air or something. The onions, it, it's the freaking yeah. onions, bro. These yeah, onions. The onions, but it was it was a great scene, and on both sides, because like not only do you care about your son, do you love your son and want the best for him, but he wants the best for you, and you got to start thinking about yourself, and you got to grow on that side. So there's so many layers to icicle, and I, 
and Jordan as a whole. So I'm I'm excited for that one. It is exciting yeah. to watch. We also get some layers when it comes to a sibling a sibling rivalry. Mike and Courtney, we haven't seen Mike express enough emotions. And yet in this episode, we see him become specifically jealous of Courtney's blossoming relationship and seeming conspicuousness with Pat. What are your thoughts on that, Jeff? I'm excited because, and I and I've I've used the word excited because I'm thinking they're teasing. I've used that so much because I think they're teasing so much, and I was wondering why they kind of use this inkling why he would be interested in them because they have to give him a storyline and they have to they have to give the the son a storyline. But I think this might be something where he plays a a young maybe Felicity role or a young version of. I'm going to just watch my my dad and find out what's going on and then maybe become a superhero on the side or something. I feel like he has to join the team in some way because he's asking so many questions. He's he's too nosy, he's too young not to find out what's going on. So how are they going to incorporate him in that fold is going to be interesting to see. Let's see how interesting it is for Shay. I I think in it I understand where Mike is coming from but also a little bit unfair because he's been spending a lot of time with Barbara too. Courtney hasn't said a word. I mean, granted, she has other things to think about and having in her life. But still, she hasn't said a word. But he, he is also right and not right in the fact that we are now blended family. So your dad, unfortunately, is going to come become my dad. I can't, like, it's, it's not something that cannot happen because you don't like how close we are or whatever secrets that we're keeping. It's still going to happen. As for what Jeff's saying, I'm thinking maybe like a Green Lantern possibly because he's nosy. And because we've seen the lantern so many times now, like, why not if we're not going to use it? Why not if we're not going to use it? Alice has no well, idea I... what we're talking about. She's a DC <laughs> newbie, but you know what? She knows about the media impressions. Yeah. I've watched Green Lantern. Um, Ooh. <laughs> um, I just find it funny that, like, Mike and Pat, like, before, like, I mean, throughout really the whole season, they haven't really had that many scenes together where they're really, like, seem like father and son um but then on the flip side I mean I guess Courtney doesn't really with her mom <clears throat> either and you don't see those relationships with Pat and Barbara either but yeah I guess on the subject of like is he going to become part of the JSA I mean I think he's going to have some sort of like more sciencey role because like with his volcano of chocolate and you know, like some of the other things he's made around the house, I think he's going to have some sort of like role like that where he's helping them build things or create some sort of new technology or something like that for them to use. That's a good call, do- Jeff, on the um, Felicity role. Yeah, I got I to gotta call, call uh, like back up Mike a little bit because it's not like he reached out to Barbara and asking for her to be f- like the mom he's never had. He's never reached out to anyone He's just been that kid that he wanted to be and he wanted his father. So like him going at Courtney, that's realistic. He's like 11 years old. A new girl that's coming into your family is going to be the new star of your dad's eye. Everything he did was realistic in the fact that he was a young kid. His dad's being taken uh, taken away from him in a sense. Yeah. He is being taken away. Neil, do you have sibling rivalry? Not really right, but I've got three brothers, one older, two younger. Yes. So when we when we were kids, we were, we were always at it. Um, but yeah, not, not now we're grown up. But um, I, I love that scene with Mike because 
Mike, for for one of a better phrase, has kind of been the comic relief up until now. He kind of has has these fun, silly moments that are throwaway moments, and he's got an interesting relationship with Pat. I mean, he doesn't call him Dad; he calls him Pat. So yes. it's a really interesting relationship, and to see him suddenly take ownership of his father and claim him and say he's mine, kind of step back, lady, was really nice to see that that side of him. Another thing they mentioned is that you don't, he said, Mike was like, you don't know what happened. There's been a lot of stuff that happened between me and my father. So it's like, that's another tease to what's, what could happen down the line. Hopefully we get into that storyline. We're going to hopefully get into that storyline as we get now into the crutch of things. We're at this homecoming game. Cameron asks out Courtney. That's a thing. Courtney confronts Cindy with the, with the, proposition can we hang out on another day and of course cindy does not take that kindly we've seen how she treats rejection and she rejects you before she gets rejected hurt people hurt people speaking of the hurt people we get a breaking an entry and this huge fight as well so coming off of rejection we go after principal bowman and we get this epic fight scene between star girl and Shiv, who takes on this role. Alice, you are a stunt person. What did you think of this fight scene and its coordination? Yeah, I loved it. I, my friend is actually the double for her, for um, her um, star girl. So um, I'm always thinking of her when I'm watching these scenes. Uh, and how was... you should have that job, I know, right? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> she's awesome. Um, and I love her, but yeah, no, this scene was awesome. I mean, I loved like how much flying they were doing across the room and, you know, they were each like taking blows and hits. And so I really, really liked it um, overall. And I can't wait to see them go at it again. I, I really liked the fight scene as well. Shay, what were your thoughts on how this played out and how the fight scene fight scene went down I love the fight scene was that that was so cool I think it's funny that they're actually destroying Greece <laughs> like the whole gym is set up as Greece and it's just getting destroyed and that just it just seemed like a funny moment to destroy a classic <laughs> movie like that as two amazing powerful women are fighting it out and obviously you had the janitor come in with his sword and as everybody in the chat has been calling him the shining knight as he has now been dubbed. And I thought that was awesome for him to be the honest, like everybody, nobody really pays attention to the Jenner until it's time to pay attention because he's always lurking. So the fact that he even could even recognize or do something about that is just like, I want to know his story because we had that little moment in the Jenner's closet with the, the sword itself. And I'm like, man, I need to know more about this character. Him coming to save her that came in that was a shock how do you know he's stripesy sir what is your backstory it's a huge backstory there's going to be a connection jeff what were your thoughts yeah trying to going uh jumping in on that part is gonna i'm really hoping that they do play into the shining knight role because that is what the rumors have been talking about online and just through the chat as well Everybody knows the Shining Knight, the character from DC, uh, from DC, obviously, and him saying that he knows Stripes. Maybe he was a JSA member or a JSA member adjacent that worked with Stripes Act in the past. So I'm hoping that could be one of like another mentor um, role along with Pat for the new JSA members down the road. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really I like the whole fight as um, from a overall aspect. But one thing, my favorite thing 
my favorite part about it was that they were having you could kind of see that they were still new to what they were doing yes they were very powerful but like they were still accidentally um getting things on fire and then you would see shiv look at it and like oh and then like continue going like there's still mishaps and stuff so the the quirky the still nuances of that and being new at it i love that because it's still real while seeing all the flying all the magic all the powers but it's still real is it like they're still kids they are still kids. I feel like Disturbing Behavior, the movie, had a similar trope with the with the janitor coming to the rescue. We've also seen a lot of similarities between this and one of my favorite movies growing up, which was Sky High, where the kids all had superpowers. Neil Jackson, I'm going to leave this with you. That fight scene didn't involve Icicle, but it had a lot of Icicle undertones because Icicle is the leader of the Injustice Society. Watching and he's that a big fight, fan of Greece. And he is a big fan <laughs> of Greece. A, lot, a little known fact, little yeah. known fact. Watching that scene play out, and especially you being a former, uh, basically professional boxer, you know how to fight, my friend. What do you think of watching that fight scene? I, I love watching a stunt. People do what they do anyway. I mean, it's just, they're, they're the sort of physical magicians on any show. And... It's interesting. Are you talking about Christine Vasquez? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so the, she was brought in at the end of season one of Make It or Break It because she was a gymnast. She was working in uh, Vegas, and she came along, and just is the most incredible physical performer. So mm -hmm. the stuff that she's able to do with her body as a gymnast and embody the character of Courtney, I, I love watching that because it's a whole side that I'm not involved in. Like seeing all the kids do their interaction, it's very rare that. Jordan Icicle gets to be that. So I get to be a fan of the show whilst also being in it. Well, it's great that you're a fan of the show because I want to know before we go, what is your favorite specific scene that you've been a part of in a future episode? Okay, my favorite specific scene is actually come, well, there's two of them, but I'll talk about this one. It's, it's coming up in part two. There's a reason, a very specific reason that Jordan wants to go on this business trip. Mm, to get it's with a, Barbara, and it's a, <laughs> to get. To, there's two reasons that he wants to go on, this, and it's it's an icicle reason that he wants to go on this business trip, and that scene is everything about his backstory, and it's beautiful. So I love doing that because it just showed this side of him uh, that he's been talking about the things that he's been doing in his past. We get to see it happen. I love that, and there's a scene right at the very end which I won't spoil. But it's, um, we all know that the Injustice Society and the Justice Society are going to clash. And there's a moment when they clash, which is straight out of the X-Men um, cartoon, where you see the powers all come together and people are flying and jumping. And there's this tableau of 10, 12 characters about to burst together. And when we filmed that and saw that played back, it was beautiful. Cool. Me, me as a comic book geek, I was salivating. Was That's awesome. amazing. Honestly, you are everything, Neil Jackson, and you are beautiful. So thank you so much for being on our show today and being a part of the AfterBuzz family. We appreciate your time. Uh, really quick, I want to get one line of prediction from every single, every single person. Shay, one line of prediction. Courtney, uh, Cindy knows Courtney is Stargirl. Ooh, Alice. Something's going on with Barbara in the next episode. Something might go on with Barbara. Let's find out if she gets to meet Icicle. Jeff. 
I think Mike is going to confront his dad and there's going to be some some confrontation there on who's the who's the favorite child. Interesting. And I'm going to say that Icicle has no weakness except for Cameron. That tender moment is way too real. All that and more as we get into more, more Stargirl and upcoming episodes. Until then, where can people find you if you want to be found? Neil Jackson. At the Neil Jackson. That's it. Because you are the Neil Jackson, my friend. You are the Neil Neil Jackson. Can't wait to see more from you. I've been a fan since Quantum of Solace. And as we go into more, Shay Jones, what are your thoughts? Where can people find you? You can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can also uh, check me out on Dish Upon a Star on Sundays, interviewing some of your favorite stars from your favorite shows and movies. And I have a good one this week, guys. Tune in. You always do, Shay. You always do. Alice, where can people find you? You guys can find me right here on YouTube at Alice Ford Adventures or on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. It's because she's adventurous. And last but not least, Jeff Williams, where can people find you? You guys can find me hosting multiple super Black Superhero Almanacs. We're going to be talking about highlighting all the different Black superheroes, some you know and a lot you don't. But other than that, we can continue the conversation at Jeff Will Jr. and all your social media platforms. Can't wait to hear about all three Black superheroes that have ever been made. And of course, you can find me at I Am Tehran all across the board because I am Tehran. And find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz after shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until next week, we're going to be talking more Stargirl as we get into part two. We'll see you. Bye. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.